This is episode 165 of Bella in Your Business. Does creating graphics and videos for your business just want to make you bang your head against the wall? Or maybe you actually really like doing it, but just by the end of the day, you have no more creative juices in your brain or just seem to always be running out of time. Well, I've got a solution for you today because for a very select few of my clients every month, I give them Instagram stories, graphics that come with captions, square videos to post on their social media, cover videos every month for their Facebook page, video outlines so they know what to say or what to write in a blog, two emails to send to their clients, a content calendar showing them exactly when to post it all, and group and private coaching sessions. This program is called Better Marketing with Bella and has been proven to help so many pet businesses. Fill out an application at jumpconsulting.net forward slash Bella dash marketing. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash Bella dash marketing. Hope to see you there. Hi there. I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I have got a treat for you. I have Yvonne Hyman, a business efficiency coach at Ask EV, supporting digital entrepreneurs by building bulletproof businesses that are so efficient. They'll be able to achieve their financial and personal freedom they desire and deserve. Losing her husband to cancer after two years of being his nearly full-time caretaker has shown her how important it is to have a self-sustainable business. Now, Evie lives out her passion by helping her clients streamline their existing processes and implement tech to automate their day, allowing them to step away from their business at any given time. She is a remarkable, powerful woman who has quite the personality, which is why I'm drawn to her. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, I definitely have a personality. Not everybody is drawn to that, but my people are. (laughs) And that's all that matters, right? So I mentioned something in your bio that I personally only actually know very little about, but I know it was the catalyst for starting a lot of what you do today and the why, the heart for today. So take me back and tell us more about your husband and how that affected your today. Oh my God. It's pretty much, it's the sole single point in time and reason why I do what I do. I'm like the German in me. I love sorting things and organizing things and doing things. And when I came here from Germany, I had already planned on, you know, doing the things everybody tells you, residual income and all of that stuff. But it's like, yeah, I have time till tomorrow. We'll get to that. And then he got diagnosed and even the first run around with cancer was like, oh yeah, he's going to get through that. No big deal. I slowed down with clients a little bit. We were lucky to have a lot of people helping us. And it really became this, oh my God, this is actually seriously happening when we got married between cancer one and cancer two. And a few months after we got married, he gets re-diagnosed. And suddenly his long-term chance of recovery went from 75%, which is pretty nice, right? Yeah. Down to, we can't do anything for you. Mm. 
It was literally the second time around. It's like the regular treatment we would use for this right now is the treatment we used on you and the cancer is back. So there is a lot of stuff. Again, we got lucky. We went to Stanford. They took some things out. It's yes, we'll leave that out. But that was pretty much the wake up call of, I don't know if tomorrow is going to happen. And I was the sole income or at that point, no income, because if I wasn't working in my business, no income was coming in. Or the income that came in was, yeah, forget about it. It's like, let's buy a Starbucks. That's about it. And that's when I was like, when I was looking at everything, I had lost the house. There was no life insurance. I literally started ground zero. Yeah. Again, luckily having some friends moved into a granny flat, got my feet back on the ground. I was lucky enough to put out the call of, hey, I'm back in business, send me work. And I was lucky enough. But then looking at everything I had, I was like, first of all, I'm pretty good at organizing and business coaching. So that needs to be an offer. Second of all, I don't ever want somebody to have to choose between Making a business and making a living and caring for a loved one, that should never, ever be a choice. And that's where I am so passionate about. I look around, so many of us are solopreneurs. We are the one running the business. If we are not in the business, nothing is working. And we can't do that. We are in the digital age. We have so much tech. There is so many things you can start today. It's not an overnight. It's not going to be all set up and fixed and residual income and membership programs and all of that within a month. It's not possible. You have to do it now. It's just like a life insurance. You need to pay into it for a certain amount of time to get something back out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a powerful story. I'm sure that all of our listeners have some point in their life where they just were at their ground zero, as you called it. And they're just at that place where it's, oh God, what am I going to do? Or I'm one day away or one employee away from quitting and losing my whole business because they don't have the infrastructures or their systems or the processes to help bring me through that. And I totally relate with your story when I was in NICU with my daughter for six Mm -hmm. months, different outcome than you, but definitely you learn like, oh boy, do I have a job or do I have a business? Right? So you use this term, Evie, bulletproof business. What does that mean? Can you break it down for us? Your business needs to become Wonder Woman. It needs to be able to fight off all of the things that life just throws at us. So as you mentioned, client dropping off. How often do clients just leave because their business didn't work right? Suddenly that income is gone and making a business self-sustainable in so many different ways, no matter if you're a solopreneur or working with the team, being able for your team to just make decisions on their own, giving them the security and the knowledge that they can work in your mindset and in your goals and in your vision without you having to micromanage. Your business running by yourself, even if you don't have a team yet, there's so much technology where we can automate things and where we can make things easier. So Bulletproof is just a great branded word that I found for self-sustainable, for making your business strong, being able to withstand whatever it throws at us. And if life doesn't hit us over the head, guess what? You're suddenly going to have time to take a vacation. (laughs) A vacation. I know some of our listeners are thinking, what's that? 
or let us know in the comments where you found this podcast. If you're one of those people who takes a vacation and your business on vacation, because I know there's a lot of people there too. Oh, they go away on vacation, but they're still consumed mentally and physically with their business. I also wanted to draw the point to, if you're watching the video, she has a Wonder Woman shirt on right now, which she's known for. (laughs) And I do love that word bulletproof because it kind of implies, Evie, that a bullet is coming at you most likely to hurt you, right? And when you're bulletproof, that bullet has no effect on you. You're not going to be hurt by it. And while you and I have had medical challenges, I'm sure there's many other challenges that you've seen that bullet come at people. Can you think of an instance or a time or someone that you've helped describe different types of crises that come up for those who maybe are blessed enough not to have had experienced anything like it yet? For example, I'm working with a bookkeeper right now who for multiple reasons needs to cut down on the expenses in her business. Uh She has a team of, I need to say like five people, four Mm -hmm. or five people. And she needs to cut down on expenses. She wants to clean up. She wants to do the things in her business that she actually teaches her people. Mm-hmm. And she can't because she doesn't know what person in the team takes care of what client and does what. Things are getting done. Clients are getting built. It's not a problem. But yeah. she can't streamline her business because she doesn't even know what kind of jobs each person does and where her money is going and all of that. So it literally could just be something quote simple like this or brick and mortar stores. What if the traffic suddenly changes and you are not getting the kind of traffic anymore that you were supposed to get or my parents, it's like, it doesn't even have to go as bad as they are getting sick, but they are also getting in the age. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to go over there. I want to be able to just take two weeks and listen to my podcast, but not do any work. If I want to do that, my business needs to be able to function without me being in it. Mm-hmm. So it it doesn't have to be the somebody is dying wake up call. Unluckily, Often enough, that's the real wake-up call that happens to us. Right. Initially, when I started this business, I'm like, you really should do this. And I didn't like bringing up my story. I didn't want to have the, oh, for you, you lost your husband. Yes, crappy time, don't give me wrong. But I am who I am and where I am today because of it. So I left that story out till I realized it helps people to wake up. It's the, I don't want you to have to go through it. I don't want you to have that wake up call like you and I had of crap. It's like the things are hitting the fan. I'm trying to not curse here, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. If we with sharing our stories can wake up people to come on, just take an hour a week and start prepping things. I know we often are more reactive than proactive. But even just putting one hour a week aside to be proactive, to plan things out, even just setting up email templates and an online scheduler, it can be that simple. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what happens when I get passionate about something. (laughs) I'm completely ranting on. No, it's okay. It's okay. Because I get like that too. And sometimes I call it that my mouth isn't going as fast as my brain's going. And I these stumbles. Um, So if, Some people who are listening, they have an internal office staff. 
But a lot of people also don't. They are mm-hmm. just starting or just building their systems, which I think you would agree is actually the exciting time because they don't have a chance to do it wrong. Right? <laughs> yes. You can start building it on a stronger foundation than having to rip it all up and redo it. So if you don't have a team, what do you suggest? I know that you talk a lot about project management systems. Should we even bother? I mean, there's Asana and Trello and Slack. And thankfully, people are now starting to use those things, at least in the jump mastermind that I have. A lot of people are starting to use those project management software tools. But can you break it down for us? Can you explain what they are, how they help, and why we should use them? So let's start with throwing another one into that list, which is my favorite. It's ClickUp. It's, oh, okay. I, I call it Asana and Trello on steroids. Okay. So I always... There's Airtable too, right? There's so many. Yeah. Yes. And I do help people make the distinction between it and that kind of thing. So if somebody is trying to find that tool right now, find me on Facebook, message me. I'm more than happy to just jump in with you and find the right tool for you. When I make those decisions, I always plan for the future, which why ClickUp is my favorite because you can do for the creators the Trello look and still have all the functionality of Asana. Having said that, even if you are a one-man show and if it's just you, one of the biggest reasons why you still should start building those workflows and using a project management system, number one is... We waste 75% of our time trying to figure out what to do next if we are not planning. It is Amen, as simple sister. as it's as simple as literally just sitting here. I'm like, what do I do? I need to do now. I can have built a website 10,000 times over, and there is still going to be time in between of I've done that. What do I need to do next? Mm-hmm. If you have those workflows written out. That moment of what's next, you look at a list and there is your answer. Done within a second. That is one of the biggest reasons why you need to start doing that. The second one, coming back also to a feature that ClickUp allows you, is your timing. Please, people, start estimating your time and then checking it and really timing how long it takes you. So ClickUp, for example, it has the estimate feature, so you can plug in how long you think it's going to take you, and then a timing feature of figuring out how long did it really take you, because how often do we say, oh, yeah, it's just going to take me five minutes, and two hours later and five hours on Facebook, the task is still not done, Mm -hmm. which then means your daily planning is wrong, you feel like you haven't gotten anything done, and you are invoicing your clients wrong. Mm -hmm. And all of that happens in one central space, which is your project management tool. So no matter where you start, if you use Trello, Asana, ClickUp, or even just pen and paper to start out, even if you just put a notebook next to your desk and be like, okay, this is the task I'm doing right now, estimated time, how long did it really take me? Or just write down handwritten those workflows. We always can plug them into a tool later. But just that time saving of not having to think about what's next, 75% of your time. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. When I know I'm off my game, it's when I'm trying to figure out what I should focus on. And usually if I don't know what I'm supposed to focus on, I either did not plan it. And there's usually a lot of anxiety because that's Mm -hmm. what breeds the whole, I feel like I have to do everything at once, right? So I love this idea of really taking an inventory of your time, because I think that if you're going to hand off tasks to other people, 
I don't know about you, but I would rather pay someone an hour's worth of work to do something because I have it all streamlined and systematized rather than paying them 10 hours to try to figure it out on their own. And they're all over the place and time and money, right? So that's what I'm hearing from you. Am I picking up what you're throwing down? Exactly. That would be the next step. So once you are out of the solopreneur and you're ready to bring somebody on, even if it's just a VA for a few hours, Funny story, I was working with the VA that was ready to scale and bring on a team to do her work. She hadn't done that job. She hadn't laid out her workflows, the logins, the whole thing wasn't done. Two months later, she lost 75% of her clientele, had to completely eliminate the idea of building a team. She had to check everything. Nothing was done right. Everything was delivered late. She literally nearly lost her business because she wasn't set up for it because she had to tell everybody what to do and how to do it and where to do it. And that's where I like what I call interactive SOP, standard operating procedures. So I go a step further with project management system. My project management system becomes my standard operating process too. Uh, All the links are in there. I use Loom. So if I have a task, for example, scheduling a Facebook post, mm-hmm. it's combined how the graphics are linked there. So I use Easel. I can use the link up in Easel to say, this is the template for the graphics we're going to use for this. Here is a Loom video of what I want done rather than all step-by-step. Where do you log in? What do you do? Where are we posting it? Where are we cross-posting? All of the steps. And I just walk them through on a video. Mm-hmm. And then the team member that works on it in the future, if something changes, they get told, you know what, if something changes, jump on Loom, re-record the video, swap those videos out so it becomes interactive. Yep. Your team knows exactly what they need to do. You don't have to jump on a call and spend hours explaining to them. They have the security and the strength of, I know exactly what I need to do and I can do it in my way and my time and I'm updating it. And it's just this living and breathing thing Mm -hmm. that allows you to step away from your business and not constantly micromanage everybody and having to be there. I love it. I love it so much. So like, think about it right now. I call it the mom test, Evie. (laughs) I was like, if you can, your mom walk in and follow your SOP and know exactly what to do, your mom or someone off the street, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned to empower the rest of your staff to also update and change things because we all know how fast either tech changes or our ways of doing things change or we find a better way to do things change. And that is a living, breathing document, right? We stress so much about, hey, I want to bring someone onto my team and I know I need to get all of the steps taken care of. But in addition to that, we also have to understand and realize that it's going to change. And it's, it's a living document, right? How do you get people to understand like it's a living document? How do you make them understand? You just make them do pretty much. It's like a behavior learn, right? Like, I'm sorry, it wasn't a prepared question, but it was, I kind of feel like it's like you have to almost change your mindset to think that anytime you do anything, you need to be documenting it somehow. And you mentioned Loom. Tell our audience more about what Loom is for those who don't know. So Loom is, I use it as a Chrome extension. They have a desktop program now too. And it's a simple click of record my screen right now. Do you want my face on the bottom left too? Do you want to record my voice or just the audio that's happening on my computer? Mm -hmm. Really simple, straightforward. It records the video. 
you then just click, yes, I'm done. And it saves it to Loom and you have a URL with it that you can share anywhere and at any given time. You can put a little description with it too if you need to. And it just allows you to screen record on the fly without having any big technical knowledge or an additional program or figuring something else out. It's just nice and simple. That's awesome. And on the sense of people understanding of just go in there and re-record the video, it's repetitive. It's reminding them. And I think a lot of issues often also come up because teams are not often used to have the freedom to make decisions. I just see that changing in companies' approaches, no matter if small or big. There was often a strong box that they had to stay in, that they had to do it a certain way. I'm finally seeing CEOs, business owners, team managers go the route of, you know, you might be doing it a little bit different. Here is the end result that I need. Mm -hmm. Here is the help to understand what you need to do. Now go and then let them go. Let them make their mistakes. Let them screw something up. It's going to happen. We've all done it. You as a mom, no, don't touch that hot stove. You tell them three times, they still at some point are going to do it. Mm -hmm. Make sure you give your team the tools. They get maximum boundaries. So no, you're not going to post new pictures on Twitter. They need maximum boundaries. Don't give me wrong. But within those boundaries, let them learn. Let them get that security of, yes, I am allowed to do, I'm allowed to get involved in this company. Become Mm -hmm. Google. They let their workers do and get involved and become Google. If you can do that and reiterate that with your team and let them develop that habit, it's just going to take a little bit of time for them to get used to that new setup. You reiterate it and they will get it and it will be better for the long haul. I love it. So tell us what you have in store for us in the next couple months. Ooh, that's a big one. I have literally just moved, which is going to be fun for your listeners too. All of my assets, I just streamlined because I like everything nice and easy. I literally just found a new tool, which is Member Vault, where you can get all of my freebies. Everything that I've ever done, you don't have to go search for it. It's going to be right in there. But my big passion that we hadn't even really touched on yet is two years ago, because I didn't have anything better to do, I developed a planner, a pen and paper planner to keep you as a CEO on track, on your financials and your all the habits and all the things we know we should do and don't necessarily always do. Mm-hmm. All of them are in that plan, and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, developing the new version of it, the 2.0 version, and releasing it on Indiegogo. And I'm freaking out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's an Indiegogo campaign. You got to reach the goal, right? It's kind of like the social proof. So it's as much fun as it's frightening, but the magic just happens out of your comfort zone, right? So I did have a deal for your followers on that. If they want to go put the Bulletproof Business Planner to the test, I got 15% off for your followers if they use the code JUMP. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Where do they go? They go ask E-V-A-S-K-Y-B-I dot tips forward slash B-Y-B free, right? Perfect. Yeah. The askeb.tips forward slash BYB free is all of the freebies. There is client workflows in there. 
there is a lot of tech stuff in there and my books that I'm reading and that kind of thing. If you want to go take a look at the planner, that is at shop.askedie.com. So shop, like going shopping and then .askyvi.com. And we got the 2.0 version linked on there too. If you want to go check out the Indiegogo campaign. And yeah, as I said, if you want to nut out trying to figure out a tool for you or the best project management system, just message me somewhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> you are awesome. Thank you for that 15% off and good luck on that Indiegogo campaign. That is uh, scary and exciting. I agree. That's really, really neat. Any final words to leave our audience with when it comes to bulletproofing your business? The one thread that I've been seeing lately that seem everybody seemingly needs to hear is do. Mm. Do. I've seen so many people, do I use this tool or do I use that tool? And they're thinking and just do. You're not going to know the answer till you do. Go jump in it. Go use Asana. Does it work for you or not? Give it a real try. You need to invest a little bit of time and really test it out. But if it doesn't, then you know when you can move on. Do you want to try something new in your business? You got to do it. Do you want to make your business bulletproof? Start somewhere. Take that list, note down your workflow, and save yourself a little bit more time next time. I love that. Do. (laughs) That's such a simple, tiny, powerful word. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.